From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, before we go back to the phones, we got listening lunch on the way, BT-dub. Could you give me the Injury Emporium, please? The Injury Emporium. The man made a porcelain. Joel Embiid is hurt again. There's no way he plays 65 games, right, Theo? Like, not a chance no. he plays 65 games. I banged the Warriors' money line at plus 105 last night when I saw homeboy limping around in the yeah. first quarter. Uh, he he injured himself on two different occasions. The last time, he fought for a loose ball. And, of course, going for a loose ball. To the locker room he goes. Joel Embiid injured. The severity of it unknown looked like a knee. Everybody knows Joel Embiid. The only time he can hit the floor on his, is on his own terms when he's flopping, yeah. flailing and flopping. Joel Embiid going to miss some more time, it appears. And that is the subject of our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists who specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Question. Yeah. Is it hot? Now you guys can't answer this, but is it hotter for women oh if you can God. play the sax like this or a guitar? This is not a saxophone, first of Trombone. all. Trombone. This is a trumpet. Trumpet. If you can play the sax like a trumpet. I, I, <laughs> if you can play the trumpet like this, is it hotter than being able to play the guitar? No. Trump, there's, there's very little... Sexy about a trumpet. Uh, I don't know. Do you hear saxophone this? Saxophone yeah. is infinitely, in my opinion, saxophone is sexier than a guitar. Here's the issue, though. There's some nuance to this conversation. Yeah, talk to me. Talk to you me. go to college. If you go to college and you go out on the quad at your campus and you bust out a baritone sax, come on, dog. That's not going to do much for you. Oh. Because a sax is a club instrument. This is, you go somewhere, you're at a jazz club, you're playing your saxophone, whether it's alto, baritone, bar, uh, tenor sax, or the, what, which one does Kenny G play? Kenny um, G. I can't remember. He has a different type of saxophone. Like that. Electric. That'll get. You hear the keyboard there? That'll get, like women will be like, oh, hell yeah. Like the saxophone is an inherently sexy right, instrument. Right on. The guitar Come is on, the dog. one that you bring it to a college and you sit on the grass and you you play the guitar like that's what is going to have the w- but but once a woman has refined tastes yeah they get over the guitar yep era and they will get into the musical appreciation era that comes later that's where the saxophone but, comes in so it just depends on your timeline did y'all watch uh, Forrest Gump yeah man one of my all time yeah, favorite yeah, movies yeah, Forrest we definitely Gump watch Forrest Gump when you talk about I never heard of it when you talk about sexy playing a guitar I think about Jenny 
in Forrest Gump when she was up there on stage playing that guitar, right? Was that a guitar when she was playing on stage yeah. and Forrest came through? Yeah, it definitely was. That was I, good. And Jenny treated Forrest like crap. I know. I yeah, mean, we, we hate Jenny. We're not praising I, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny here. May she rest saying. in peace, but she sucked. No, nah, she sucks. <laughs> May she rest in peace. She's like a character. You have to say the actress is dead or no, 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 no. The the character. The The problem with Jenny, and here's what drove me crazy. Jenny, she only went back to Forest when she knew she was on the path to death. Yeah, Yeah. she knew she was sick. She knew she was gonna die. So then she's like, "Oh, enough gallivanting around for me. The only man who's ever treated me with a modicum of respect might as well go back to him, so he can take care of me, like I know he will, because he's obsessed with me in my dying days." And oh yeah, by the way, here's our kid. Like Jenny, an objectively bad person is a movie character. But she looked good. She looked good playing that that uh, guitar up on stage. That's all I'm saying. But back to the original point. If you're a woman of a certain age and you start having refined taste, you're going to realize a guitar doesn't do it for you right anymore. Right on. Saxophone. That is audible sex. Okay. The saxophone rules. Oh. Every single type of saxophone except for Kenny G's. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe in Jupiter. That's a radio transition. Right here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Joe? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So before I share my wild Bill Belichick theory on why he's not employed, I've got a quick question that I'm not 100% on the answer I want to ask real quick. Is it an instrument-related question? Uh, no, I don't even know what that means. You mean like a musical instrument? No, uh-uh, it's not. Joe, what, 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 you doing? Meant what, were, what were you doing for the last two minutes? <laughs> were you in a coma? <laughs> uh, I just... I don't know. I, I I I was listening, but I wasn't. You know, I I was just doing stuff. I don't you know. You know what? We're, Actually, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It was probably better you That's didn't hear. It. All right, go ahead. Us. What's your What's your question? Joe? No, it's not y'all's fault. This is the greatest radio station in South Florida. Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead and mark that stone. Go ahead and mark that. Uh, go go ahead, Joe. And let's go feet. Um. So um. <laughs> Now you got me sidetracked. Let me get back Let's on track here. Uh, correct me if I <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Bill Belichick, if even if a team wants to hire him. He has to agree to that, right? He, it's his choice. He doesn't it's not like a trade situation. <laughs> They're not, correct? No, it's not a trade. No, they they can't they can't enslave him. <laughs> kidnap him. Private jet to Atlanta. A, yeah, it's not gonna be <laughs> Arthur Blank kidnaps him and forces him to to, to coach the Atlanta. No. It, it would be oh, under his own man. volition, Joe, yes. yes. It's really a stupid question. I do it's apologize. Definitely stupid. Go ahead, Joe. Continue okay. on. So here's my here's here's my theory. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna quote four great words that's going through Bill, Bill Belichick's head right now. That he wants to tell everybody, and okay. this is from the great Stephen A. Smith that I've heard many many times. It's just be patient. Let's wait. That's five. <laughs> or no, it's it's wait. Let's be patient. And so what he's doing? Oh, that's four. He wants to sit back and. I know you're right. I'm screwing everything up. He wants to sit back and relax, just like Aaron Rodgers says. And watch this season play out next year. Uh-huh. And then what he wants to do is see how it unfolds. He knows how it's going to unfold. We all know how it's going to unfold. And then next offseason, he's going to set his roots at the star in Frisco, Texas, Ooh. as the new Dallas Cowboys head coach. Mm. Because him and Jerry Jones have a great relationship. I don't know if y'all heard Jerry Jones speak yesterday. Yeah, like he, loves he, was he was flirting. He was flirting. He was flirting. Uh, and and uh, let, me, let me, if I can so, find it, uh, Stone gave me the exact quote. Uh, there it is. Here we go. Here's he the exact quote, Joe. Relax for, 
Here's here's okay. Jerry Jones. Here's Jerry Jones, uh, according to Jory Epstein uh, on Bill Belichick. Quote, I know him personally, and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together. And you're right. There's the flirtation right there. I like that theory because I don't think it's entirely wrong. Your ability to count words a little bit off, yeah. but your, your theory I here, I think, is on. I think this is actually a pretty sound yeah. theory. And if any owner is going to take a chance on a 73-year-old coach, it's probably going to be Jerry Jones. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's been all the talk this morning, as you probably heard on ESPN. You know, yeah. oh my gosh, he wants to bring Bill Belichick in. So that's my wild theory. I like it. I, I would love for that to happen, um, but uh, we'll see. And I apologize once again for not knowing how to count words. That's all right. You don't have to apo- have me on. You don't have to apologize to us, Joe. It's a, it's a, it's a okay. You know, I've learned about Cowboys fans. They'll do anything to put them back in the Super Bowl contention yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. like whatever it takes by any means necessary i'm trying to decide if being a cowboys fan is fun you're right or terrible like to be it's got to be awesome every year to say super bowl contenders september and october there hasn't been a year where you don't go into probably what october saying that the cowboys are super bowl contenders but then winning a playoff game is incredibly difficult and leaves you empty and a shell of your former self. I'm yeah. trying to decide. Being a, cons- a constant contender, is that good? Or based on how everything always ends for the Cowboys, is it a miserable existence? It's miserable. I'll tell you right now. As a guy that grew up in Texas, uh, surrounded by Cowboys fans, and still is very personally connected with a lot of them, it's miserable. Like, they know, even in the midst of their optimism, they know that this thing's going to come to a crashing halt. So it's it's infuriating. It's miserable. But you're right. It is fun to always be in the national conversation and always be in contention. They're relevant, but it's tough. All I know is that as a, as a Dolphins fan, if the Dolphins spend the next three, four years constantly putting out big numbers in the first two months of the year and winning 10 or 11 games, but then they constantly flame out and are wild card uh, exitees every single year, it's not going to make me a happy Ken. I know a place. You know, I think, wait, <laughs> you know, I don't think we have this You know what? That almost seduced me. I sort of, <laughs> I, you know, you know, I sort of felt something yeah. out there. He did look up at you, dude. Yeah, like, you know, I know, I, I know. I, I felt contact that, and then broke yeah, it real quick. I, I, felt that gaze. I felt that. I felt that warm gaze. We don't have the conversation enough about some teams and their fan bases, like having villains. And Josh Allen, he's going to go his entire career staring Patrick Mahomes down the barrel every single time the playoffs roll around for Peyton Manning. They were contenders, they were arguably the best team in the league. Every single postseason came around. AFC, who you got? Tom Brady. For the Cowboys, it was Aaron Rodgers. Like every time you found yourself in the playoffs, you're staring Aaron Rodgers in the face. So these teams could be contenders and they could have won Super Bowls. There's just always this villain standing in the way for these guys. I don't think we give those other guys enough credit. Uh, I like the Aaron Rodgers drop there. Yeah. It's yeah. true, though. It's true. It happened a couple times. Any way to get him in there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, James says... Only we can get him in the Super Bowl. James <laughs> says, turns out the Patriot way is really only find a Tom Brady in the sixth round and let him win for 20 years. Easy, except for the find a Brady part. Oh, Brock Purdy. Uh-oh. Brock Purdy, I don't think, has 20 years of sustainability. Why not, though? Would we have said that about Brady early on? He's got more playoffs than Tom Brady does at this age in the second season. What's different about them both at what, 21, 22 years old? Oh, maybe I'm Not just a being lot. a prisoner of the, the Purdy disrespect moment. Purdy I, probably I mean, has a better football team than Tom Brady did. That's what it is, though, honestly. I mean, because we see what yeah, Purdy that's looks the, like when that's he's... that's the pushback. Yeah, you've yeah, got Kittle, you've got Debo, you've got Ayuk, you've got all, all of those weapons there. And when January of 2025 rolls around and it's time to pay Brock Purdy, we're going to get a lot of questions answered about what they believe he has and also about unless, what the future of the 49ers unless will be. Unless he wins the Super Bowl... 
No, I'm not saying that he can't win a Super Bowl. I'm just saying once you pay him and then you got to make decisions on people like uh, like uh, Trent Williams, who will probably be gone by then, but Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George, you can't keep paying all of these guys. If you have to pay Brock Purdy like a Super Bowl winning MVP caliber quarterback, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. How aggravated are you going to be when Brock Purdy gets paid a hell of a lot more than Tua Tungavailoa? It's going to be a bad decision. Is this going to be more? Oh, boy. I, if he wins a Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah. I, I, even if he doesn't. But now, well, there's the question. If Brock Purdy does not win a championship, is he more valuable than Tua? That's a great question. I love that question. Is Brock Purdy... More valuable than Tua as a quarterback in a vacuum. Oh, God. In a vacuum. Is Brock Purdy more valuable than Tua Tungavailoa? Does he command more money than Tua? <laughs> Stone's physically ill. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Stone, can I have some breaking news before we start chomping away at our listening lunch, please? Breaking news on ESPN 1063 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. I tell you what, this ties into what we've been talking about the first hour and 24 minutes. There is a new head coach in Seattle. A new head coach in Seattle. Bill, you did it. <laughs> Mike McDaniel. Oh, well, that's McDonald, not- sorry. <laughs> that would be shocking. <laughs> that would be shocking. Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator Ravens, is the new head coach in Seattle. So there's one off the board. Still no Bill. Youngest coach in the league now. And also, he he is, he's been the biggest uh, he's had the most success against Shanahan-style offenses, and he's going into the division with Kyle Shanahan. Makes sense. It does. Uh, not as good looking as Dave Canales. I don't know what Mike McDonald looks like. Not like Dave Canales. He's the cool. Panthers Clean shaven. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, so there's your uh, your breaking news. Not moving the needle for the guys here. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Really. Uh, from a football standpoint, I'm sure it's great. We're from, looking uh, for babes. You're looking for babes? Ah, uh-uh, that's Dave Canales. He wins uh, head coaching babe, uh, new head coaching babe of the year. That's right. Another quick thing: Why is Eric Bieniemy still not gotten that job? He hasn't even been a candidate. Has he even gotten an interview? We haven't had the conversation about you know Ron Rivera. Like, oh, this is what he's been waiting for. Is yeah. he's rubbing the palms together? <laughs> did, and uh, did Eric Bieniemy? Did he even get an interview with the Commanders? <laughs> I, what are we doing? I, it's Black History Month yeah, tomorrow. Black, maybe that's what they're waiting on. The Commanders are waiting <laughs> oh, on Black yeah. History Month. All right. That's you know what we'll see. It would be very symbolic. Yeah, it would be cool. Well, let's break that right now. Like we know that this is going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen like, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. There's not even a, a lot of traction around that job actually. So it's super weird. And he was supposed to be the coach in the waiting. It's it's just I'm confused. I would argue Eric Bieniemy was one of the only competent things about the Commanders yeah. in 2023. And he didn't even get an interview. Did he get an? I don't even know if he got an interview. Well, Did, technically, if you're the OC and you're in-house, do you have a technical, like, announced interview for a head coaching job? Yeah, they would no have doubt. to. Yeah, they would have to announce that the, with their the cool Patriots, little graphic on social media. The Patriots media. didn't announce that they interviewed Gerard Mayo because they could just make an internal uh, Did they promotion. interview him? They just bumped him up. They didn't have to go through the Rooney rule because he was already on staff. I suppose well, that could be the is. same That's thing as saying, the enemy. Yeah. Eric Benemy ruined Sam Howell. You know? <laughs> he didn't ruin Sam. Sam Howell ruined Sam Howell. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Me. <laughs> Me. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, we'll go through some listening lunch and also... Theo's tales of hobnobbing with the stars from Monday at Reggie Jackson's, uh, the baseball version, not the NBA version, yes, yes, yes. for you youngsters. Mr. October. Mr. October, his celebrity golf tournament down here. Theo is there. 
And Theo was glad handing some celebs. A little pitching, too. How did it go? Yeah. We'll find out. Listing lunch on the way. That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, I hope, you're, uh, I hope your fiancé wasn't listening at the way early part of the show. You made sure to point out, yeah, and I'm glad you did, February, starting tomorrow, start of Black History Month. And yes. we were like, what's March? What's March? What's March? And we're like, uh, and you, no, you, you were like, uh, close to Easter month. Yep. And we all had a good chuckle. Pre-Easter month. Yep. Yep. Pre-Easter month. That was the line. Stone, you know what, uh, what month March officially is? Oh no, I know it now. Holy cow. International Women's. Women's History oh, Month. Women's History Month. Ah. You got to be more on top of these things, fellas. You <laughs> wow. got to be more on top Woo, of these things. Boy. Sa- safe to say he's a piece of crap. <laughs> you all agreed that March was pre-Easter month. Yeah, but we're doing this, but there's something even bigger. Like, next month. In a few weeks. For Theodore. The, the Super Bowl? And, no, I mean, yeah, but I just, you know, something Super closer Bowl to weekend. it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he's, I mean, how far are you from getting married? February 9th. So... Like he eight, only sees it as eight or nine history, days. Can nine I ask you? And I guess I didn't ask you before. Oof. What was the rationale Ended. for getting married two days before the Super Bowl? Are you immediately honeymooning? How um, lucky yeah. this bandwagon Chiefs fan yeah. gets a Super Bowl a couple days after he gets married. Yep, what get a married load on of Friday. crap! I'll be in the Dominican Republic on Sunday uh, to watch the Chiefs <laughs> take on the 49ers. I hope the internet takes a dump. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, you think I need the internet to watch the Super Bowl in the DR? Yep. I think they'll have TVs. I think they'll have TVs at the resort. Mm-hmm. I hope. I don't sure. even know, actually, as I say that boldly. Let me ask you this. Did Ashley know that this was <laughs> Super Bowl weekend Woo! when you guys came up with the date, or did you conveniently keep that from oh, her? Oh, you look stressed. So oh, night one. <laughs> like, this is going to be night one yes. of, of the honeymoon? That's a great question. You mean Dan. to tell me? Theo's getting married on the 9th. Yep. They go to the Dominican Republic. What uh, uh, resort? La, La Romana uh, Resort. Okay. A nice resort. And night one of the honeymoon, let me tell you from experience, <laughs> like that's where the romance happens. Right? Oh, yeah. That's the most romantic part right there because you're, you're, you have that marriage afterglow and you're saying, baby, it's time to get this started right. Come on now. Well, let me let me Time let me get stuff on the right foot. Uh, I don't know how I feel right about now. Ken trying to do that to us, like right now. Like he was actually trying so to find the words. You've got to the say. champagne. Yeah. The resort has provided you with some chocolates, some mm. some 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 sensual snack material. I can see it right you got now. Yeah, rose yeah. petals probably. Like that's all provided right by the resort. This is part of their honeymoon package. Charcuterie mm-hmm. board. Yes, gotta have that. Yeah, it's gotta charcuterie have first of all. It's not whatever you just said, you idiot. It was a Hard Knocks reference. It was a deep cut Hard Knocks reference. Oh, okay. He's like, man, are you going out? You got a party? He's like, yeah, we got a Tarkuchi board. board. I yeah. got you. Yeah. A Tyreek, right? Tyreek, Tyreek, Tyreek said that. Player on the Jets. Oh, one of the D linemen. Oh, I didn't watch that Hard Knocks. <laughs> That's right. And this is when you come together as one and you say, baby, this is forever. Mm hmm. But not Theo. First night of the honeymoon, Theo, instead of having a 
sensual date with Ashley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's having a sit down, passionate give and take with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. With Isaiah Pacheco. Come on now. And LeJerry Sneed. LeJerry Sneed. I mean, things are heating up now. And the Kansas City Chiefs. Boing. Does, does Ashley, does she truly know what's in store for her night one and of the honeymoon? please don't lie. You didn't even mention. Or did she at least like six months ago? Yeah. And you knew for sure, but did she? <laughs> yeah. I told her, well, I told her afterwards, after we picked the date, it was, it was cheaper to no. get it on a Friday and all of that. After we got it locked in, I told her it's Super Bowl weekend and she said she don't give a damn. Uh huh. So I, I. So she probably isn't fully cognizant of like what this entails. Like I could see Theo being yeah. like, uh, "Oh man, I can't wait for the honeymoon, baby. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing." And uh, night one was watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, what what better foreplay than to watch four play Rasheed Rice? Big shout, baby. <laughs> All I'm saying is, oh, God. we're going to get four quarters of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' kingdom taking home a Super Bowl. Do you think that after that, that my I won't be at peak level of husband? <laughs> what if they lose? It, 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 thank you. There's a bigger question peak. here. I mean, what? Ashley needs to be worried about the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs losing. Should she? How are you going to be able to perform I mean, we are if in, they don't perform? <laughs> we are in great. <laughs> you know what? That was a bar. That was great. That was a bar. That was great. It's a serious question, though, and, because and I, sometimes that's how it works, you know? And as I, I know Ashley's not listening right now, I, I would be concerned by that. Um, but what better hands to be in <laughs> than number 15 and uh-huh. Andy Reid? Like, we've, we've been here before, time after time. I mean, my, my longstanding Chiefs fandom. I mean, I know nothing but Super Bowl wins. So I expect the Chiefs to get a win on Super Bowl Sunday, and I expect to, uh, Ashley to have the best night of her life. All right. And that's on and that's on Mahomes. I still what I'm gathering here is Ashley still doesn't Senior. understand <laughs> and was not been made privy nope. to the ramifications of what the first night of the honeymoon was. He said it once and one time only. Uh-huh. Be, and he did it real fast. Yeah, he did it real fast. Uh, hey baby. I can't wait to set out rose petals for you, carry you into bed first night of the honeymoon. Which was the Super Bowl. I think I think the Chiefs play the, I mean I think it's a Super Bowl. I'm not that's really it. sure not where the date Super lands. Bowl weekend great. That'll be a nice Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man! Well, here's Theo. This is awesome. It's, it's I can't be tough. wait. Yes, yeah. I'll let you guys know how that goes. I can't uh, wait for this. Hopefully, hopefully, and again, willfully. If the I Chiefs win, the Chiefs like I'm good. It. I yeah, think Scott and I are good on the like how we'll win. Wanna, yeah. We'll just assume. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's not like we're we're just we'll leave it each. Let me tell you something. Their own. Everybody will be celebrating. If the Chiefs win, and uh, what, what's February the second? Uh, <laughs> about October, November, y'all could be expecting another announcement. Oh, that's not the match. A brand new Teddy Dolo coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that's good stuff right there. All name right, let's get to a listening lunch here. That is named Patrick. <laughs> Pat, Patrick, oh, my God, if you do that. Patrick Dorsey. Kadarius. No, Kadarius no, 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 no. Don't you dare. Kadarius Dorsey. Don't you dare. Don't you dare oh, say man, that that's name. Damn, that is good stuff. Uh, all right, listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3. We take audio and we present it to you in a consumable form here during your lunch break every single wednesday on lavica theo and stone let's go ahead and start with kendrick perkins espn kendrick perkins 
The Heat have lost seven in a row, and he says the Heat need to do the only thing that's right at this juncture. Kendrick Perkins, here is his grand plan for Jimmy Butler. There's the two teams, right? They're going in completely opposite directions in the standings. Which one are you more bullish on the Knicks, or are you more worried about the Miami Heat here? I'm worried about the Miami Heat, and, and here's one for you right here, Malika. It's time for the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler to go their separate ways. And I believe that the Miami Heat need to do right by Jimmy and trade him to a team that's actually that actually could compete for a title this season. And Jimmy needs to accept that for the simple fact when you look at their roster right now, right, you have an, a, a veteran, old Kevin Love. Jimmy Butler is 34 years of age. Everyone else is 30 years and younger. Bam is 26. Uh, you know, Hawkins Jr. is is yeah. what 22. What was that name? I think Tyler Hero is 24. Ha- like ha- at the end of the day, this M is 26. Uh, you know, Hawkins Jr. is is <laughs> what 22. I think Tyler Hero is 24. Like at the end of the day, this Heat team is not going to have a magical run again. And so we don't know how much we're going to see, how much time we're going to have to see playoff Jimmy. Right. And we want to see playoff Jimmy. He's just not going to be. It's just not going to be with the Heat. Right. And so I feel like it's time for them to part ways. How do you know they're not going to have another run for the postseason? I know they've lost seven straight. I know the defense is struggling. I know the offense has been a season-long issue for this team. But how can you watch what the Heat did last year? And a lot of it was dominant through that run. Right. Let's not forget, as the play-in team getting in, they dispatch of the Bucks in five. They get rid of the Knicks in six. They were up three zip on the Celtics. Why couldn't they put it together again? Why couldn't they? I would argue they objectively have a a better roster than they did last year. They do. The role players turned it on late. The role players on this team, when they're right, are better. I, I, I completely disagree with Kendrick Perkins in to trade Jimmy Butler, do what's right. That's nonsense. The Heat are going to get into the playoffs despite the f- issues they're having now. Yeah, I mean, Kendrick Perkins just likes to stir the pot. He likes to, I mean, like anybody that's on the national syndicated shows and whatnot, they like to throw stuff out there that they know get clipped and played. The Miami Heat would be stupid to trade Jimmy Butler unless some kind of godfather offer came through. They're like, why would you just dump off a guy like that who has set the tone for this franchise from the very day he stepped in there? I still believe in the Heat this year. I still am going to be hopeful going into the postseason. It doesn't feel good or look good right now, but... Um, it didn't feel good last year, and it worked out. It perks set himself up nicely there. If they do, if the bottom does fall out and they lose, he gets to, I told you so. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if they do make the run, he says, boy, I was wrong. All the Heat fans come after him. The more, the merrier. Yeah. And then also, a yeah, question, it's a win-win for him. It is a win-win. And, I, and, I can't wait to see playoff Hawkwes. Yeah, playoff Hawkwes. I think the biggest question here, how happy do you think Kyle Lowry is right now? I'm sure he's feeling a little petty. He's probably getting ten gonna pounds. All that's going to change. All that's yeah. all that's going to all that is going. All of that is going to change. Okay, all of that is going to change. Let's continue on with our listening lunch here on Levicka Theo and Stone, ESPN one hundred six three. Uh, let's let's hear from Drew Rosenhaus. This was on WSVN Channel Seven. That's in Miami. Drew Rosenhaus appears every Sunday night, and after the Dolphins and Vic Fangio parted ways, now former defensive coordinator, Drew Rosenhaus had the following to say about the relationship between Vic and Dolphins defensive players. There were quite a few players on the team 
that didn't necessarily get along with Fangio. And so it wasn't a great relationship with many of the players. There were some guys that loved them, but there was quite a few that didn't. It definitely wasn't a unanimous positive relationship. So then the response, Ron Jaworski in Philadelphia, formerly ESPN, he was on WIP in Philadelphia, and they asked him about Drew Rosenhaus' comments. Ron Jaworski, a big supporter of Vic Fangio, and Ron volunteered Fangio's side of things with the Dolphins. And look, I can't stand Drew Rosenhaus. I'll still hold him responsible for the T.O. thing 20 years ago, but Drew Rosenhaus going public, which is sort of unusual for an agent to do so about a coordinator that got whacked, uh, or they moved on from, if you will. Um, Does that give you some pause or is that just the modern athlete and does he need to do a better job from what you surmise of dealing with them? Uh, it, it, it impacts me zero percent. Um, you know, coaches coach. And, uh, you know, I, I have connections as well around this league. And, you know, I, I hear another side of that story that uh, there were some players on that defense that didn't want to work, you know, didn't want to put the time in, didn't want to put the effort in, didn't want to make the commitment to be successful. Guys like mm-hmm. to party at night, and you know South Beach is a really great place to party. And Vic tried to get those guys to push those guys to become harder workers and better athletes and more committed to their team. And he couldn't get through to those guys. So All right, stop it right there. Guys- you want to know how I know that that's nonsense? Because anytime there's an underperforming team that's based out of Miami, oh South Beach, partying, distractions. That's the laziest possible angle to take when you come down here as a coach and you fail. Not to mention the fact that the Dolphins, despite that massively confusing scheme, what happened when they got healthy? They magically started playing defense better. They're good. They magically started to be more effective. And then they started getting hurt and things started falling apart and things became a liability. And Vic Fangio, after all that took place, decided, eh, this ain't for me. I want to go to Philadelphia. Anytime I hear with the criticism of a Miami-based team, oh, they like to party. South Beach, distracted, didn't want to work hard. I can almost unequivocally tell you that that is abject nonsense, and it's simply caping. Yeah. I mean, just a little catfighting. Just say it wasn't a good fit for Vic Fangio. Why, Why can't you say that? It wasn't a good fit. The players didn't take to the system. And he wanted to go to Philadelphia, where he almost went two years ago. Why can't we just say that? Why are we making Why are we making stuff up? Ron Jaworski, I feel like, is better than that. I'm sure the partying is no different, no worse than anywhere else in it's the country. It's not. Well, Green Bay might have something to say. Okay, good call. Great call. <laughs> Other than that. I mean, you don't think they're getting down in Atlanta. You don't think they're getting down in New York. Like, of course. Everywhere. I'm sure it's no different. It's just yeah. such an easy cop-out. That's what it is. It's a cop-out. It's, the whole thing is a cop-out. Uh, Monday, Theo Dorsey was present at the celebrity filled star studded mm-hmm. reggie jackson mr october celebrity golf event in palm beach county right in palm beach county well technically uh i think martin county in martin county in martin county in martin county yeah it was in palm city yeah. yeah it is can i embarrass myself real quick sure uh reggie jackson i did uh check and see who the clippers or oh who. my gosh on, there's dude. no way you're lying you do you really I think this was Jesus the nba reggie jackson mr october though that's the that's i didn't it away. see that yet i just saw the name reggie jackson yeah, reggie jackson's really good in the preseason and i was just really like isn't he in the middle and then two seconds later i realized what was yeah. going on, <laughs> oh but, god but i did look for 
can you give me a list of celebs, Jesus Stone? Can you give me a list of celebs, Theo, that were oh, in attendance man. here? Oh, man. We had uh, Dave Chappelle, Travis really? Scott. Yeah. Was he just ripping cigarettes the entire time? Was that oh, black and mild? What, uh, what, was, what was he smoking on up on stage? Um, Probably. Is, is, does Dave, he's a Newport guy, I think. Yeah. He's a Newport guy. Yeah. Have you heard oh, his God. voice? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, it, everybody. I mean, so from, Chappelle was there. Uh, it wasn't 50 Cent 50 there? 50 Cent was there. He was, uh, ha- he loves it. He, is, he parties it up. And, Marshall uh, Falk? Marshall Falk, I mean, name a guy, John Schmoltz. Nick Saban. Uh, Nick Saban shook hands with him. He introduced himself. It was Travis kind of Scott. Travis Scott got a good one-on-one exclusive with Travis Scott So this Scott wasn't interview. just sports celebrities. Yeah. We're talking all realms here. And that- all kinds of Hall of Famers, Adrian Peterson, Terrell Owens. The first guy I interviewed at the event was none other than Lawrence Taylor. Oh, like, LT. We're talking the biggest of the big names awesome. all in one place. So, so Theo... Got an opportunity to interview some of these people for ESPN West Palm Play. And you can uh, subscribe to ESPN West Palm Play on YouTube. It's all up there for you to consume. If you listen to the show regularly, you know, Monday, Theo uh, booked Ken Griffey Jr. while he was on the air with us over the phone. And instead of put Ken Griffey Jr. on the phone and do something for the show, he hung up on us or handed us to Brian McLovin Rowitz in order to go do a separate interview with Ken Griffey Jr. His priorities are disgusting, just terrible from Theo. We've admonished him for that over and over again. Uh, You caught up with John Smoltz. Now, again, if you listen to us regularly... Chances are you've caught him talking about Kaiser golf, Theo and the lessons that he takes. And he talks about how he's improving as a pitcher in golf. What the hell is he talking about? That's short game for all of you that actually know golf. But he said, oh, I'm pitching. I'm pitching. That's what I'm doing. I'm pitching. Just like John Smoltz. He used that, uses that example all the time because that's the only old-time pitcher he remembers. And it drives Stone and I insane. Say short game. Say short game. Oh, I'm a pitcher. I'm a golf pitcher. I'm, a, I'm pitching at golf. It drives us crazy. Yeah. Well, Theo also got a Greg chance. And, and you used Greg Maddox, yeah. but you called him by different names previous. Yes, Tom including his brother first, yeah. uh, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't even think brother, but related. Uh, and so, so you got a chance to talk with John Smoltz. Mm-hmm. And I believe you not. This is actual audio of the initial interaction between Theo and John Smoltz. John Smoltz. <laughs> hesitantly walking up to an interview with Theo, and this is how Theo broke the ice with John Smoltz. Joking with people when I tell them I'm a, I'm a, when I pitch on the golf course, I usually use your name a lot as, as the pitching part of it. They hate that joke. Don't, don't let I'm new to golf. Head. They hate that joke. <laughs> so what you don't see is that John Smoltz is awkwardly sort of laughing in this spot, but he has no idea what Theo's talking nope. about. This is the first thing Theo's brought up to John Smoltz. The first thing to try and break the ice because Theo's clearly nervous. Uh, yeah. I don't know how I know Theo is nervous and he knows he's bombing. Yeah. It was tough. The very end. I want you to listen to this Theo laugh, which is this is his go-to when things aren't going well, and yes. he's trying to laugh away the pain. The <laughs> <laughs> this is the laugh of a man who knows that he better act quick or whatever he's about to do with John Smoltz is about to fall apart in a Hindenburg-like lump of ash falling to the ground. Joking with people when I tell them I'm a, I'm a, when I pitch on the golf course, I usually use your name a lot as, as the pitching part of it. They hate that joke. I'm new to golf. They hate that joke. (laughs) (laughs) That right there. Can we isolate that real quick? That's the laugh of a man Uh, who is really, really, really nervous. (laughs) (laughs) That joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John Smoltz not enjoying himself in Theo Dorsey's presence. Another thing you won't notice by just the audio is when I, 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 I immediately try to back out of it because I looked after I said it, I looked at his face and he was not like no. amused at all. Nope. 
And that's when I was like, oh, you know, people hate that joke. I mean, I see you hate it as well, sir. I am so, so sorry. You can see it in all its glory on social media at uh, ESPN West Palm and on ESPN West Palm Play. That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. Star in Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. A quick shout-out to our guy, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. ENT extraordinaire, ear issues, nose issues, throat problems, especially chronic ones, snoring, snoring, major snoring issues. I come from a family of snores. I know how, how, how big an issue it can be. Dr. Neil Goldhaber helping people's lives for decades. Based out of Boynton Beach, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, get your consultation for our guy. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, and do something for yourself in 2024. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. I've been thinking about it. I cannot. That Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, is the first night mm. of Theo's honeymoon. It's going to be a lot of champagne I, popping. I would, I would divorce him. I mean, <laughs> there's no way Ashley knows exactly what's going on on that Sunday. You're going to find out this soon. This is amazing. Yeah. That's Theo. That's Don't I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.